Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fro Anime Podcast, your one-stop shop for news on anime, games, and discussions. I'm your host, Dallas, and today we are going to continue where we left off in episode three, talking about anime games. So we're going to jump right into it, jump right past the Today I Watched and This Week in Anime and all of that good stuff. So let's go ahead and get right started. All right, so before we actually get into the meat of this episode, the subject matter, which is our games that are out now, I want to touch on a little bit of uh, news that did come out while I was writing this week's episode. And that is, uh, they're all game related, so so it will go, it will coincide with the theme for this week. And the first news is Sword Art Online, Alicization Licorice, the upcoming Sword Art Online game based on season three of the popular anime and manga Sword Art Online, will feature a four player multiplayer lobby um, very similar to like Lost Songs lobbies or the lobbies in Fatal Bullet. Now, the only difference is that in these lobbies, you're not limited to, to just the dungeon. So you get to actually explore the world and quest in the overworld um, in four player multiplayer lobbies. Um, aside from that, they introduce some new systems in a gameplay trailer where it kind of shows you kind of coding your AI partners to respond to different situations and things kind of to give them a little bit more depth to be more assistful instead of you know your everyday run-of-the-mill npc uh, assistant characters that don't really contribute much to combat um, aside from that we have also had character creation has been confirmed via the trailer as well um it looks like the character creation is just as in-depth as the fatal bullet uh game so you know that's something you have to look forward to as well now moving right along we have dragon ball fighters the ever popular 2.5d fighting game by arc system works um they announced that dragon ball fighters world tour a couple of days ago um, two new characters coming for season three they have been confirmed and those two characters are master ultra instinct goku if you don't know who he is he's the goku that perfected the ultra instinct in his fight in the uh, tournament of power fighting jiren so we see him and his new move set of his ultra instinct dodging and things like that and then we also have kefla which is the fusion of kale and Khalifla, the two saiyan women from universe six they will also be um in season three they have been confirmed for season three now kefla will be coming out february 28th 2020 and master ultra instant goku will come out sometime in the spring of 2020 next up is a game that really should have been included in last week's episode of games coming out soon because this game is actually uh not out yet but i overlooked it for whatever reason and didn't include it in last week's uh, episode so i'm gonna go ahead and include it right here before we get to uh the subject matter of this week so it's captain subasa's rise of new champions it's an anime game coming to ps4 and switch in sometime 2020 it is a soccer anime game but it doesn't play like your typical uh pez or fifa it plays more like an arcadey type of game with some rpg elements thrown in as well it's it's more like the nba jam to nba 2k or the nfl blitz to the madden than it is a, a proper simulation game now if you don't know what captain subasa is it's an anime basically about this kid who um wants to be the fifa world champion of japan and you know he's grown up all his life uh dependent on soccer you know when he was younger he got run over by a bus but he, the soccer ball somehow protected him from getting um killed by the soccer ball and ever since then he's basically run around with the soccer ball and basically he uses this passion to try to play uh, soccer when he gets to high school and then you know the story progresses from there so that's basically what captain subasa is 
um it's a pretty older it's a pretty old anime it came out sometime in the mid uh, 1980s but it's definitely a good anime I, I would give it a watch if you like sports animes um so that's all we have for the slight news this week um now we're gonna go ahead and jump right into games out now okay first game is my hero academia one's justice it is a 3d arena fighter um that if you remember last week i talked about my hero academia's one's justice 2 coming out in march so this is the first game in the franchise it's available on ps4 xbox one switch and pc uh, it came out in 2018 and it is a uh, fighting game that revolves around seasons one and two of the anime my hero academia now season one is not really told in the story as a proper um, campaign it's really told through like missions and trials and things like that because the, the campaign of the game actually picks up right at the Hosu incident where the protagonist of class 1a fights Stain and it goes all the way up until uh, All Might fights uh, one for all so if you want to go and uh, witness the story of My Hero Academia 1's Justice in game form that is the game to pick up and start from now, one thing I will say about this game is that the story mode is a little lackluster. Most of the story is told through anime cuts, like there's a picture of the background or anime scene in the background and it's um, characters cut over visual novel style, uh, talking, dubbing over the scene. It's not really uh, very animated. Now, I will say that the scenes that are animated are animated really well in game. Um, they really took their time with the 3D models and things like that, and you can tell. But uh, most of the game didn't doesn't have um, moving animations for the story mode. Now, as far as the combat goes, the game is really fun to play. Um, it's kind of floaty. It's a little too floaty for me personally. I would have liked something a little bit tighter, like uh, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm, but that's just my personal preference. Um, the game features rock paper scissors combat, just like the second one would feature, where you get um, red attacks are like grabs and throws. They instantly break through heavies but they're slow enough to where they can get interrupted by uh, normal attacks. Then you have heavy attacks which are yellow which break through, um, they power through normal attacks but they can be interrupted by uh, grabs which are the red attacks. And then normal attacks which if you couldn't already uh, tell it is um, interrupted by heavies and it's fast enough to interrupt a grab or a throw. So um, that's pretty much the combat system for My Hero Academia 1's Justice. Really fun game if you want a, a casual 3D arena fighter, pick it up. If you're looking for something a little bit more competitive, this might not be the game for you. Moving right along, we have Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. Now, Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet is um, a game available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. It's a third-person shooter, JRPG, that released in February of 2018. Um, it's my personal favorite Sword Art Online game in, the, in this franchise so far, just because it strays away from the fantasy side, and I really did enjoy the Gun Gale arc of Sword Art Online. So yeah, Fatal Bullet does adapt the Gun Gale arc of Sword Art Online, but not in the traditional um, retelling of the story way. It follows the character, or not the character arc, but it follows the story arc of the game in-game universe, which um, basically, um, in the first game of the series, after they beat Heathcliff on floor 75, the game doesn't end. They have to still complete the last 25 floors to beat the game. And all the other characters from other places are thrown into the game. There's game-exclusive characters. So this continues that story. It continues where those games left off. Um, so if you want a, a unique uh, Sword Art Online experience, this is the game to play. It is a third-person shooting anime game. So 
um, you create your own character and you fight alongside Kito and his crew with some uh, new characters thrown alongside and there too as well uh, and the new uh, game only characters are actually really uh, really really uh, well made they have really interesting looks to them most of them at least um, there's one I don't like but that's just personal preference again um, it's a really fast fast-paced anime game it plays a lot like um, that game on PlayStation Vita that I cannot remember the name of for whatever reason Freedom Wars it plays like Freedom Wars um, if you ever played Freedom Wars on uh, PlayStation Vita it has a simple a similar concept to like the, the bind thing that they have in that that you use to like navigate the world and it plays really similar to that so sticking with Sword Art Online we have another game Sword Art Online Hollow Realization and speaking of the Vita this game was available on the Vita PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. It is a JRPG Sword Art Online game that came out in 2016. Now, if you wanted to play Sword Art Online uh, Alicization Licorice and you just don't want to wait for the game to come out, then this is the game for you because it is basically the same game, just um, it tells a different story, a different part of the story. Um, it's not really parallel to any particular uh, sagas in the Sword Art Online anime. If I had to place it somewhere, I'd place it in the uh, new Ancrad saga, which is um, basically after they beat the main villain of, of uh, Alphaline, they had remade uh, Ancrad. It kind of takes place in that. So if you want to um, enjoy Sword Art Online, Alicization Licorice, and you don't want to wait for the game to come out, this is a game to pick up in the meantime to wait for it. And it does tell um, the story leading up to Fatal Bullet. So it is canon with the Fatal Bullet in-game universe. Um, so that's all I'm gonna say on that. I don't want to spend too much time on a bunch of Sword Art Online games because they have a couple. So, and I think I did enough Sword Art Online explaining in the first uh, episode of this video game mini series. So um, we're gonna move along to the next game in the um, list, which is Kill a Kill If. Now this is a game that I personally love a lot. It's very fun to play. Um, it's very well animated, the cutscenes and everything. I, I really love this game. And Kill a Kill If is a, an arena fighting game on PS4 and Switch and PC. Came out mid 2019 last year. Um, it's developed by Arc System Works, which is the same people who developed Dragon Ball Fighters and the Guilty Gear series. Now, before you like, oh wait, it's an arena fighting game. I don't play those. This game is an arena arena fighting game, but it is a regular fighting game at heart. Um, it plays really similar to like a, a typical 2D fighter in a 3d space i don't really know how to explain it um but it's it, it plays really similar to a, a 2d fighter but it just happens to be in three dimensions now the story of the game basically adapts the um the anime kill a kill and it's, it's animated fully animated the whole thing is fully animated start to finish um it's a, it's a it's such a beauty to watch it looks amazing um if you like kill a kill if you like arc system works if you like fighting games pick this game up don't cheat yourself this is a great game to play it is hard to follow up after talking so highly of a game but we're gonna go ahead and try with the next game on our list being attack on titan 2 now this game stands out for a couple of reasons the biggest one is that it is developed by or published by koei tecmo and not bandai namco Bandai Namco pretty much nowadays has a monopoly on all things anime related or anime games. They publish all your big mainstream games like Naruto, Black Clover, One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, 
anything anime is probably published by Bandai Namco. Now the reason that I say it's a, a good thing that it's published by Koei Tecmo is that Bandai Namco over the years has become kind of tone deaf to their anime games. They don't really give them enough variety. They kind of slap it in a 3D arena fighter world and call it a day. They don't really take the time to, to really say, well, what type of genre would really fit this game the best? Um, now, they, there's a couple of notable differences on this list, like Black Clover, uh, Shinobi Strikers, Dragon Ball Fighters. Those games kind of broke the mold a little bit. So I'm not going to give Bandai Namco too much slack. I love Bandai Namco's uh, anime games for the most part. But, you know, I wouldn't be a real fan if I could, didn't say I didn't love all of them. So, um, yeah, so Attack on Titan 2 is published by Koei Tecmo. Now, the reason, another reason why that's good is because they put their own spin on things. They don't want to tailgate what Bandai Namco is doing. So they kind of put their own little flavor to the way the games are played. And I'll give you guys an example when I start talking about Attack on Titan 1 versus 2. Um, so in Attack on Titan 1, the game really is played from the perspective of Eren and the crew. It's pretty much telling the story one for one like most anime games do. And the, the gameplay is pretty uh, monotonous and boring all the way through. Um, if you can't tell, I do not like that game at all. Uh, I would not recommend it if you want to play an Attack on Titan game. Just skip it and go to the second one. Now the second one, while it does still tell the story of Attack on Titan from seasons 1 through 3, it's told in a way that it's, it feels more fresh. So you still get the story, all the, the story beats and everything important that happens in the anime is still told to you, but it's told to you from the perspective of a, another just another cadet that happened to be at the academy um, going through scout training that happened to be in the in the area in the vicinity while all the events are happening in the anime. So you, you still get to see uh, Eren fight Annie and you know train alongside Mikasa and all the rest of the crew and you still make it to the Scott the scouts and things like that but you see it and it's told from the perspective of your own created character um, as they write it down in the journal they um, catalog the events that have happened so it's a it's a much better and fresher way to tell the narrative of the story than just repeating the anime uh, uh, story beat for story beat now it's hack and slash uh, action RPG and um, as far as the gameplay goes it does get kind of monotonous like the first one about halfway through the game but they they throw in different uh, characters who play a little bit differently use a little different moves um they give you items new abilities and skills and things like that to kind of uh, freshen up the gameplay so it never gets completely stale and then on top of that you just just swinging around like spider-man in your oem gear is freaking amazing it's fun so if that's something you like to do then i definitely recommend picking up attack on titan 2 Another thing that I will say about Attack on Titan 2 is the character roster is actually a lot larger than what I would have expected. I didn't really expect them to really pay any mind to the, uh, the rest of the scout crew or some of the minor characters. But most of the scouts and um, the minor characters are actually playable in this game in the multiplayer or just some of the side missions. And they're also uh, available for you to pick up as partners as well. So um, this game is really a game you want to play in kind of moment-to-moment bursts, not something you want to kind of play very um, long periods of time at a time. It, like it's good for 30-45 minute sessions, put it down, and you know come back when you have a little 30 minute pocket of time to play a game. This is good for that kind of stuff. I wouldn't recommend trying to play it or try to binge play it because it, it will get boring fast. So next up is probably top 5 all time favorite anime game. And that's Naruto Ultimate Storm 4. I am a huge Naruto fan. So, love this game. 
it is available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And it will be available on the Switch in April 2020. Now, if you don't have, um, if you have a Switch and you want to play a Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm game, you can get Ultimate Ninja Storms 1 through 3 um, right now on the Switch, on the eShop, Nintendo eShop. So it's an arena fighting game. And to me, this is kind of the game that birthed the whole anime arena fighting games. Um, it's developed by CyberConnect. And it really just, it does arena fighters justice. The game is really fast paced. It's really fun to play. It, it, it never skips a beat. The, the story is told with amazing cutscenes, um, and amazing quick time events. Now the rest, most of the story is told using, uh, anime stills, but the, when the, when, when the anime, uh, cutscenes switch to, uh, 3d CG cutscenes, they are amazing. Um, I guess the same could be said for the My Hero Wants Justice that I talked about a little bit earlier. It's, it's the same concept. Anime steals for most of it, but when they animate it seriously, they look great. So, this game is the fourth installment in the Naruto Ocean Ninja Storm series, and it's the, I want to say it's the ninth installment, or the tenth installment in the Naruto Ultimate Ninja series as a whole for console games. Because there were five on PS2, and then the Storm series kicked off on PS3 through PS4, and switched up the formula a little bit. So CyberConnect has been working and refining the process of this game for a long time. And yes, I did say CyberConnect, the same people who made Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. So just as stunning as that game looks, you can expect similar uh, production quality and value from this one as well. Um, it's available as of 2016 on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and in April, it's available on Switch. Now, the next game on our list is Black Clover Quartet Knights. It is a game that I enjoyed but I do have my gripes with this game. It's really fun if you like Black Clover. Um, it's a team-based third-person action game available on PlayStation 4 and PC. Came out in 2018, I think, I wanna say the summer of 2018. So um, it's based on the Black Clover anime and it has kind of like a Team Fortress Overwatch style of gameplay where you have you know different classes to choose from and it's team-oriented gameplay, very objective-based gameplay. Uh, if you ever play Shinobi Strikers, then it kind of plays with that similar objective style gameplay in mind. So, there are five classes to choose from in this game. You got your fighter, your shooter, your healer, your support. And then there's also this other class called the Magic King, but it's specific to the Magic King. So, it's not, I don't want to call it a class, but the game does classify the Magic King as its own class. Um, the game actually tells an original story, and there are plenty of like anime cutscenes in this game there are plenty of them so if you want a game that's going to constantly throw you cutscenes that look like they came uh, straight out of uh black clover this this has it for you i will read you guys a little bit of the synopsis for black clover quartet knights's uh story mode just so you kind of get a gist of it because it is an original story told um for this game Okay, so sometime before the events of the story, a countryside aristocrat named Lord Frez was attacked by brigands in his estate. After that, the whole family disappeared. Back to the present, Asta meets a 14-year-old boy named Yami. He doesn't remember anything of his past besides the fact that he's looking for a woman named Karna. So that's pretty much the synopsis um, of the story for Black Clover Quartet Knights. Um, the game plays, uh, it goes back and forth between you playing as Asta and you playing as a younger version of Yami. So it's a pretty cool uh, gameplay dynamic and it's, uh, it's an interesting look and delve 
into a deeper side of these characters just to get some more insight on them it's, it's pretty cool keeping with the team oriented uh, fighting games we have naruto shinobi strikers a ps4 xbox one and pc game came out in mid 2018 it is a 4v4 team based uh, fighting game that features uh, your own creative character that you basically um, build your own loadouts for it and you take them into um, matches and those matches include capture the flag domination team death match and then you have a um, eight-way free-for-all that you can play against other players as well now the game has these things called uh, leagues where basically they're like seasons where uh, once the season starts you go into rank and try to get as many points and climb the leaderboards at the end of the season they give you rewards based on your ranking placement uh, it's a really cool uh, interesting way they did that but the real the big draw into this is if you like Naruto and you like playing as your own character this is the game for you you can choose to be um, a mentee of one of 18 different characters and that roster is growing at all the time um they just announced uh i think the last time i played it they just announced obito for the game and that was about six months ago i know there's probably more uh, things in it now i think the most recent addition to the game is actually uh eno the adult eno so they just added her to the game as well um the game is constantly being updated it's uh, for be a two-year-old game it's pretty uh pretty live so there's a very large community for naruto shinobi strikers um, it's a team-based oriented game. Not really too much to say about it. Um, same things I said about Black Clover's um, team-based. It kind of applies here as well. The only difference is you get to create your own character and build your load loadouts the way you want them. And I will also say that the loadouts can be one of four different styles. So you have the healer archetype, you have attack archetype, the range archetype, and the defense archetype. So um, the jutsus you get and the, the mentors you take will all depend on which archetype um, you have on because you can't use some jutsus and other archetypes. For example, the um, Phoenix Windflower jutsu that you get from Sasuke, you can't use that in any other um, archetype loadout except for your ranged loadout and things like that. That's the way the game is structured. Now the cool thing is you get to be, you get to choose four four different um, loadout sets and each loadout set you get to pick one of all the archetypes so one loadout set will have a healer a range an attack and a defense and so when you're in game you pick the set and you can actually switch between whichever four um, loadouts you have on that particular set in any time in the game so that's a cool little thing they did for shinobi strikers really fun game i still play it today on my playstation so if you want to pick up a game and you don't really like Black Clover but you like the concept of the game, then Naruto Shinobi Strikers might cater to you. Alright, I won't spend too much time talking about this next one, Seven Deadly Sins, Knights of Britannia, just because I, I, really, I really wouldn't recommend this game to anybody. It's a PS4 um, fighting game that came out in 2018 that features um, the cast of Seven Deadly Sins. The action of the game really isn't that good. The fighting really isn't that good. Um, this is a prime example of what I was talking about when I said that Bandai Namco becomes tone deaf to their um, IPs, the anime IPs, because this game just feels like they took it and, sit and slapped it in a 3D arena fighting uh, concept and called it a day. It does not seem like it was polished at all. It's, it's not really fun to me personally, and I really couldn't recommend this game to anybody but if you do like uh seven deadly sins and you're gonna get it anyway i just had to make you guys aware of it so 
that's that now moving along to a, a game that was not really well received in the community but person personally i thought it was a pretty good game and that game is jump force um so it's available on playstation 4 xbox one and maybe pc i'm not sure about that came out um late 2018 3d arena fighter that features all your favorite characters from um across multiple uh shonen jump uh mangas so you get you got your dragon ball z characters you got your one piece characters your naruto characters uh yugioh yuhak show jojo's bizarre adventure uh hunter hunter my hero academia and uh kenshiro city hunter i think that's all of them i'm, I'm probably missing a few but it's it plays like xenoverse as far as like the creature character go fight villains um out of a main hub and play the story it's exactly like the xenoverse dragon Ball Z games if you played those um so you create a character you you can pick your move set from all the moves available from all the other characters in the game and you take them and you do an adventure the story is really forgettable but the the multiplayer is really fun it's a really fun game if you don't uh consider playing it competitively there are a few moves and a few character uh, team builds that are kind of broken, but the meta is always changing. So what might be broken today is not always broken tomorrow. Um, so the game is really fun. It's really fun to play. It looks amazing. It looks really good. Like like the uh, the the graphic quality is probably the best thing about the game. Now some people will say that there's a lot of particle effects on the screen and that can interfere with gameplay, and I do agree with those people. Um, sometimes the particle effects of the moves or the attacks or the environment sometimes skew your vision and can cause you to, to misstep or lose uh, lose the battle just because you couldn't see what was actually going on. They, there's a lot of particle effects in this game. But the game looked good nonetheless. From a spectator standpoint, the game looks good. Um, from a player standpoint, you probably would want a little bit less particle effects. But yeah, if you like, uh, if you want to see all your uh, favorite anime characters go head to head in another uh, edition of the Jump Games. This is the one for you. Now, I will mention, uh, do some honorable mentions of some of the other jump games just to kind of put them out there. On PS3, we had um, Jump J Stars Victory Versus Battle Royale, and it was kind of it played kind of more similar to the Seven Deadly Sins Knights of Britannia game. It wasn't really that good of a game. Um, the roster was was decent size. It had a lot of different IPs, but the game played was kind of boring. And then we had Battle Stadium D.O.N., which was Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, and Naruto. And that game came out on the PlayStation 2 a while ago. And it kind of it was basically a Smash clone, but it was really, really fun. Um, if, if you enjoy Smash games and you have a PlayStation 2, pick it up. That, that game is fun. If you can find it somewhere, get it. It's really fun to play, and I actually missed that game. I imported it from Japan just to play it. So, moving right along, we have Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 is the second installment in the popular Dragon Ball Xenoverse franchise. So Dragon Ball Xenoverse basically tells the story of your character, uh, which you create, is a time patroller and they go back and fix in imperfections in the history line of the Dragon Ball Z franchise. Um, it's, a, it's kind of a retelling of the story, but it's also not. It does veer away from the story and you get cool what ifs and things like that. So if you're a fan of the Dragon Ball Xenoverse series, uh, this is a good game to play. It does take place like seven years after the events of the first Dragon Ball Xenoverse game. Um, and it takes place much into the future after Dragon Ball Z actually ends. Um, so if you don't have to play the first one to understand what's going on in the second one, you do get little Easter eggs and things um, if you do play the first one. Like I played the first one and the second one. 
So when I booted up the game, they actually imported my um, character from the first game over, and he was actually the hero of Canton City, which is the hub world. So you actually see a statue in the middle of town, and they talk about him, and he makes an appearance. And it's, it's all pretty cool stuff. It's really fun. That game is available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Now, the next game is for my Digimon fans out there. Digimon Cyber Sleuth 2. Now, I haven't actually played Cyber Sleuth 2 yet. I'm still um, playing through Digimon Cyber Sleuth 1. But um, it's a JRPG game. It plays in the vein of um, pretty much any other RPG game with like the, the, the whole monster taming uh, catch, like Pokemon. It's available on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. It came out in 2017, I want to say. And basically, it tells the story of this guy who works for an intelligence agency, or more like a, a private investigation agency. And he's a junior sleuth, and he, he assists the uh, the owner of the, intelli the the private investigations with uh, different investigations involving Digimon and things like that that go around go on around the city. I can't really give you guys too much more on the story about that game, just because I haven't personally played it yet. And I really didn't want to read uh, a synopsis of the game just for um, spoiling it for myself yet. But I will uh, update you guys once I do plan that game, which will probably be soon because I'm almost done with Digimon Cyber Sleuth 1. Um, so next is One Piece Pirate Warriors 3. I'm not going to spend too much time on this game at all just because I think I pretty much touched up on it when I talked about One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 um, in last week's episode. This game is available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Oh uh, no, excuse me. This game is available on PlayStation 4, PS3, PS Vita, and PC. And it's the BM Up prequel, prequel to uh, One Piece Power Wars 4. Last but certainly not least is One Piece World Seeker, an action adventure One Piece game that came out in 2019 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. It is an action adventure game where you play as the main character, Monkey D. Luffy and he's tasked with uh, rescuing his teammates from the various prisons on jail island now it's an open world rpg type game but the open world is kind of barren there's not much to do in way of side quests interact with npcs and shops things you can kind of come to expect from uh, open worlds in general now the game does look amazing graphically and um art artistically um it looks really good it looks really good it looks really fun to play um in short bursts kind of like how i said about attack on titan 2 um the game has uh the combat is, consists of a light punch button a strong attack button a projectile attack and then you can upgrade your character uh luffy to have different uh variations in, in his combos to attack but primarily it's kind of plays like a beat-em-up a little bit but a, a more in-depth beat-em-up than like something like uh pirate warriors 3 now, before I go, some more anime gaming news actually popped up while trying to record this episode. And that is the creators or the developers of Naruto Ninja Storm and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot CyberConnect 2 have actually come out and say they are developing a Demon Slayer game. Um, we don't know if it's going to be an arena fighter, an action RPG, a turn-based RPG. We don't know what it's going to be yet, but as of this recording, there is a little teaser promotional video up right now on the channel so go check that out it's, it looks pretty interesting um it's not really much to see but they did show us um tanjiro fighting the first his first real demon in the series uh in the full in-game engine so that's pretty cool 
Um, I thought I'd just let you guys know about that since it does kind of pertain to the topic of this this episode. So, yeah, just a little bit of slight news at the end of this, this episode. So, thank you all once again for listening. If you're listening to this on the podcast, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, thank you for watching. And um, don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to follow the podcast. Follow me on social media at the TheFroAnime on Twitter and the TheFroAnime Podcast on Instagram. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And thanks.